from our break in the two words podcast and just like that hardy concert we're hoping it never has to happen again <laughs> welcome back folks to the two words podcast we're going to complain a lot more about that later <clears throat> but uh we're not yet because uh, we, we we do have our uh we're just going to talk about the royal rumble we're gonna we're gonna just go start to finish on that one and and it's I've got some things I have to say, uh, <laughs> along with our two words for the day, which is Job Squad. That's right. We're talking about the unsung heroes of professional wrestling, and they're unsung mostly because their music played during the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> but <a> first, <laughs> hey, five seasons of this, man. Like, Are we in the fifth season? I think, I think we're in season five. I think you're right. Yeah, th- five seasons. We did, and- yeah, because we because we do the retrospective in the last episode, and we've done Macho Man, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Stone and Cold HBK. And HBK yeah. yeah, wow, this is a fifth we're season. On, we're I lost on count season already. five. Holy cow! Y'all, let us know who you'd like to hear uh, our, our our retrospective. Yeah. On this season, and maybe I'll listen to you. Probably won't, but because um, I don't take <laughs> I don't take suggestions well. Some, it's a it's a it's a it's a character defect of mine. Um, so suggest uh, people you don't want us to. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that is the absolute uh, best. Um, well, let's just did a lot happened over over our break, but also nothing. A lot and nothing. Yeah. Nothing and a lot. Um, so a let's lot just, of potential things. Yeah. Nothing's concrete. A lot of a lot of crumbles of stuffs. Um, like, hey, yo, former WWE superstar Sasha Banks debuted in New Japan earlier this year with a new look and a new name, Mercedes Monet. Monet debuted at Wrestle Kingdom 17, attacking the current IWGP Women's Champion Kari, formerly known as Kari Sane, uh, and then cut a promo challenging to a <coughs> Title match at uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle in the Valley in San Jose on Calif- uh, on February 18th. Her hair looks like one of those heat maps. Yeah. On like it's the crazy. Channel. It's crazy. <laughs> um, looks like some. I had to. I had to look radiation. up to see if it was real. <laughs> I was like, "There's no." But can you? Maybe. Yeah. Nope. It's it's a wig. Oh, she well, has yeah, a wig maker. Yeah. She has I mean, a wig her, maker all that. All of her that, stuff is wigs. Yeah, it's she has a wig things. maker that uh well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how hair works, man. People don't live their life like that, John. Uh some people do. <laughs> you weren't in high school in two thousand nine. There were people who lived their life like that. Um they're called scene kids and we remember them. Um No, I mean I'm I'm kinda pumped with it. I, I think um because I was never the biggest Sasha Banks fan, uh-huh. um, but at the same time, I always knew like her matches were going to be good. Absolutely. Like for the longest time, it was just her and Charlotte, or just her and Becky, or just her and uh, Bailey. Those three. <laughs> but it was like, okay, I don't really want to watch that match again. But I know I'm getting my money's worth out of this match. Right. Um, it was a, it was a solid bank. Yeah, you put you put Sasha in any one of those three. It's gonna yeah. be a good match. I mean, really, you put any of those four together. <laughs> Actually, yeah, any combination. They were they they really were the four horsewomen of that division. Um, for the and longest time, we never time, so. really got to see anything come out of that too. So I think this is you know this is another one of those instances where somebody who really wasn't given a chance or really didn't appreciate their chances because I think she was given plenty of chances, but yeah. Um, I think she's. They're gonna go to new. She's gonna go to New Japan, 
hang out there for a while. And then when she comes back on her own little elevator and, you know, <laughs> wins the next Royal Rumble, uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Quite possibly. Uh, hey, yo. Speaking of uh, the ladies, apparently the push for the Flair versus Ripley match at WrestleMania this year uh, is a very recent decision. So much so that Charlotte did not even know that she was winning the title on December 30th until she got to the arena that night. <laughs> Just like, oh, hey, welcome back. Hey, you're winning the title. Flexibility. Like I'm, I'm telling you. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> the current plan for Ronda Rousey, meanwhile, uh, is once she gets back to put her in a tag team with uh, Baszler for a while. We'll I, go after those championships. Yeah, but I mean, we've always said that's what... True. That's always been it's the... It's always been a, we need to do this. Yeah, that's that's the low-hanging fruit there. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey's another one of those. I didn't really... I don't really want to hear her name, but I'm always interested in her matches. I, for some reason, am very forgiving of Ronda Rousey. In that, I'm excited anytime she's on the TV. I mean, has nothing like it has nothing to do with uh, me being like a fan of hers particularly. Yeah. I just I thought it was really cool that she was such a big deal in UFC, and then she's like, I'm gonna wrestle for now a while, just like Brock Lesnar. Like I liked it. Um, <clears throat> hey yo, uh, it turns out the part of Jeff Jarrett's hiring at AEW was to oversee non televised live events, and uh, they they plan on taking that. Uh, how AEW house rules show. Uh, the first one will take place on Saturday, March 18th, uh, day after St. Patrick's day. For those of you who care, uh, in Troy, Ohio. So, wait, um, so they haven't been doing house shows. They haven't been doing house shows. Oh. I know they were doing house shows at the beginning. Okay. Cause they came to Albuquerque. Yeah, I thought One so. Time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Um, so I guess they just stopped at the pandemic so, and never got back. Going? I guess so. Uh, and it looks like looks like. Uh, show starts at $20 plus fees. It's not bad at all. Can be purchased at awtix.com um, starting February 3rd, which uh, is probably when you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, yo. According to an interview uh, by the Wrestling Observer Live, when uh, Vince McMahon originally presented the idea for the WWF Attitude Era logo, instead of the red swoop at the bottom, he originally drew. <laughs> <laughs> so is the W the scrawled WWF and a you're big saying old, all the words I think you're going to say, but I can't imagine. Big old pair of testicles hanging from the W's. That was the last. That was what I thought it was. People be. had to say uh, you, that's not going to be allowed. That say won't we won't be able to put it on anything. <laughs> Let's go for a swoosh. That sound, that's just like how out of touch <laughs> Vince well, I mean, McMahon has always been. It was like in the, you know, the rise of the grapefruits, you know, for him back then. That was that kind of I guess. That time. I guess. I'm Can you imagine that, though? On any they kind of merch. They never recovered. <laughs> they never recovered. It's like those people that buy those truck nuts. I don't, yeah. I don't respect those people. I, <laughs> I think the opposite of what you're trying to get me to think. For being for being honest. You look stupid. I saw the I saw I saw a pair of those uh, on a Prius one time. I thought oh, that's a bold really? move. Wow. That is a bold wow. move. Good for you. Good for you. Uh hey yo, can can we stop with this uh, Dominic Mysterio's fake Chicano bit? I don't know what. It's so. This is news. Are you just throwing in commentary here? Yes. I hate Dominic Mysterio's gimmick. I love Dominic Mysterio's. I, I, th Chicano I thought that's gimmick. what this this moment was for. I thought this was my time to speak. Yeah. No, I hate it. It's not it's not that I don't like the character. Right. I do not like this fake Burkino stuff that he's doing. And and for those of you in New Mexico, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, man, we're coming down and doing we're gonna wrestle. I beat my dad up. <laughs> Go down to the corner store, get some cigarettes. Uh, like it's it's this but it's like it's <clears throat> He's trying too much to be 
like Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> like he's trying just a little too hard. If he spoke in his own voice, like we'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think we hated him when he was that way. When he was his own self. Yes, but I. Th but <laughs> if he acted this way without using that voice, I'd be. So if he acted like if a child. Act <laughs> yeah, if he <laughs> acted like, like in, well, look in the clink, man. In the in the it clink, was, man. It, it was hard. It was hard uh, times. Yeah, I just I just don't. <laughs> I I don't mind him trying to act like Eddie Guerrero, but it, like I I draw the line at his speech patterns. He did a, uh, I'm assuming, a kayfabe interview where he said he wished that Eddie had won the ladder match or whatever for yeah. for his custody when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's harsh, man. Do you, think, do you think they had to sit down and have that conversation with him? I don't know. I would assume so. The dude was only, what, like eight, maybe yeah. nine, seven? I don't know. Somewhere around there. Five? Yeah. He was young. But you super young. So <laughs> we know he's not really your daddy. But <laughs> But also like how funny would it have been <laughs> just to make him believe that? <laughs> or just... And not know who he's going home with that night. Right. Like just legitimately we'll <laughs> no clue. Like I, and, and and I'd take it way too far. Like I'd make him pack up his room and <laughs> Everything. Oh, I, I would be. I would have been so awful to Dominic. Oh gosh. Hey yo. Uh, Stone Cold was offered Buku Bucks to wrestle at WrestleMania 39 this year, but he has officially declined. Uh, rumor has it after The Rock declined, they offered Steve both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at the show of shows, but he has declined to wrestle. However, he will likely be a part of the show in some capacity. So no Stone Cold matches this year. I'm good with that. I'm really Last good with that. Last year was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think if we try and recreate that the very next year, yeah. it's going to fall flatter. Yeah. Might not be completely flat because Stone Cold is just a, sh a showman. But yeah, I think we could get the same amount of excitement out of him just showing up and popping off in the ring for a little while. But like, <laughs> yeah, but after what happened last year, like the extent of that match... Having him show up, at, like, what are you gonna have him do? Show up and do a do a legitimate match, right? Like in the ring, like, you know, like how you have like disqualifications. You just yeah, and yeah, like Roman Reigns right now. No, yeah, no, I, I I don't. And and like you said, like coming off of a year of that, that's kind of like when when Undertaker lost at WrestleMania 30, uh -huh. and then at WrestleMania 31 he came out, and like naturally he would have had to have, but it's like. This I I'm uncomfortable with this. Right, there should have been an ending, and there he wasn't. Just kept wrestling. After he just kept going. I mean, I'm I'm glad with the eventual <laughs> ending he got, but I think yeah. we could have uh, we could have been okay. Um, uh, finally, my last hey yo. Uh, if you are a fan of the Fox Television series The Masked Singer. You might uh, you might know that it was revealed that uh, your favorite pink dinosaur, uh, Bridezilla, was none other than a former AEW World Heavyweight Champion Chris Jericho. Really? Yep. <clears throat> and when they interviewed him, they said they said, "Where did this come from?" He's like, "I think it's always been inside of me." <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the pictures? No. He's a giant pink. He's he's a giant pink dinosaur in a wedding dress. That's fantastic. I'm gonna have to. And like it was YouTube. when you listen to the recordings of him singing. Yeah. It's very obviously Chris Jericho. <laughs> like it's that very unmistakable. It's the Fozzie voice. Yeah. He he can't <laughs> stop being Chris Jericho. So. <clears throat> that is all I have too. So I'm out. All right. <laughs> But it's been it's been a good it's been a good. Oh wait, hold break. on. Hey, yo, oh, you got Vince is back. Oh, I guess we need to talk about that just slightly. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're a part of the wrestling world uh, decently enough to you know follow the news, you know Vince McMahon's back, and you know they're saying that he's not a part of creative, but you know he's a little bit a part of. Creative. I mean, what what else is he doing? <laughs> and then what there was that else? whole scare where everyone started reporting that he had sold it to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, even you sent a message. I ain't watching no. I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching Royal Rumble. No, I'm not watching it two days in a row like that. 
with with uh Monsoor and Jackson Ryder, you know, Riker, you know. Um but uh no. But then it came out the next day, no, that wasn't that wasn't the case. So there's still a possibility. The thing that scared people the most about that is that like it wasn't being sold to a Saudi Arabian company. The rumor wasn't it was a company. It was like the country of Saudi right. Arabia was going to purchase WWE. Yeah. And that terrified so many people. <laughs> it really did. Like, what on earth is that? I'd almost be interested in that alternate universe where that happened. Yeah. Uh Fox is also a contender. NBC, Peacock's a contender. Disney is a contender. Even AEW, Tony Khan has actually reached out and put feelers out to buy uh, WWE. He's got so, the money. Who knows? Um, I don't want to see that. I no, yeah. We Fox, don't Fox is who I'd prefer. I think I'd be fine with uh, Disney or Peacock as well. Yeah, Peacock yeah, already Peacock, has. Yeah, Peacock already has all their yeah. stuff. Um, I just like what Fox has done with SmackDown, yes. and I know that's not like them, but you know, I mean, it's partially them. They they yeah. had to push for all those changes, and it made SmackDown go from just like the raw highlight show to yeah. an actual legitimate yeah. two hour, yeah, fun time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped about it. <laughs> anyway, um, we're just gonna all live in collective denial that Vince is not gonna destroy everything that Triple H has been trying to save. I mean. Not that he hasn't had some misses of his own, but what, still. What was the first pay-per-view after Triple H took over? I don't recall. Was it SummerSlam? Was it that far back? Might have been Money in the Bank. I remember the first one, it was like, okay. Yeah. We are we are going to be okay. Right. And the first one of the Vince coming back era was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and we're about, to, we're about to, I am about to drag that pay-per-view through the mud. So stay tuned, because that's what's coming up next. Buckle up! Hey everyone, I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today's review is for the mobile card game, Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is a turn-based strategy card game where your goal is to spend energy to gain points. Cards cost energy and earn points, and most cards have abilities. Your goal is to build a perfect deck from the cards that you've unlocked. Your decks are made up of only 12 cards, no duplicates, and they appear in random order as you play. The game is incredibly streamlined. In addition to your small card number, you also only have six rounds to win two of the three locations and thus the game. Most games last about six minutes or less. The true test of strategy is in being prepared for anything. Every powerful card has an equally powerful response that could put your plans to a halt fast if you have no contingencies in place. While there is certainly an element of luck, the longer you play, the more your personal strategy will matter. As with most mobile games, there are multiple forms of in-game currency. Some you can buy with real money, and well, it ain't cheap. Add to that the occasional bundle deal that features a special card and more currency than you'd normally get, you might be tempted to drop up to a hundred bucks. I know I have been, and I might have spent a little Christmas money last month. But you can also earn the in-game currency through daily challenges, two of which appear every eight hours. The game also features a monthly season game focused on a character or set of characters, and it also comes with bigger season challenges, seven per week, each earning you a bigger payoff and unlocking season-focused prizes. The game can certainly be played completely free of charge, it will just require a bit more grinding. Money woes aside, the game is incredibly fun and challenging, with so many ways to strategize and build new decks. Every new card you unlock is an opportunity to try something new and perfect your decks, of which you can have up to 20, so there's plenty of room for trying things out without having to compromise your favorites. And of course, this game wouldn't be what it is without the IP. Marvel characters and the creative abilities they've applied to the cards knock it out of the park, with a lot more still coming down the pike in future releases. And here's why you can trust me. I normally hate these kind of games. But after hearing about everybody and their mother at Love Thy Nerd playing fresh out the beta, I had to give it a shot. 
It has been a daily routine for me ever since. I know eventually it will lose its luster like all games do, but this is the new hotness, and I suspect it'll dominate the mobile landscape for a long time to come. If you're one of the few holdouts, you can download the game for free on your mobile app store or play the PC version through Steam. You can even connect your account so you can switch between desktop and mobile at any time. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, and remember, don't Cosmo my Wong, bruh. to the two words podcast season five premiere uh and we just came back like we, like we said before the break we just got back off of the royal rumble the first official uh, p- uh pay-per-view or premium live event premium i'm sorry live premium event. live events thank you yeah. <laughs> um of the of the vince's back era um and i'm just i just wasn't pleased with it as far as as far as rumbles go this was one of them look i remember being like excruciatingly disappointed with last year's royal rumble and so this one i don't even remember how last year's royal rumble ended that's because it was boring as heck (laughs) (laughs) this one was better even though it had some flaws did edge won last year's royal rumble didn't he Maybe it was the first Royal Rumble back after it was the first Royal Rumble with like people. Was it? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. So it wouldn't oh, have been Edge. Yeah, I don't think it was Edge. Who won last year's Royal Rumble? Someone else. Somebody look it up. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, so, so first, I, I will say I had a couple of things that I did appreciate about the mat about it. Um, That's as a whole. About the pay-per-view as a whole. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed... I, I enjoyed the women's Royal Rumble match more than I've enjoyed any other women's Royal Rumble match. It was really good. And the ending was fantastic. It was The ending really, of that really holds up with any other Royal Rumble ending ever. Like, the um, only drawback for me for that was... Nia Drax at 30. <laughs> yeah. N- yeah. And their botched entrance for her, too. <laughs> Give me what I want. Nia Jax. That's, That's not, not what I want. Um, so, like, so that was, that was, a, it was a good rumble. Um, and all the spots were really good. They did right by the women in that match. Dark Asuka arriving in WWE. Oh, Dark Asuka was, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then her on Monday Night Raw. Did you see her? No, I don't think so. Oh, gosh. She just appeared in someone else's interview. I don't even <laughs> remember who now. Just appeared smiling, and then her teeth turned blue, and goo started pouring out of her mouth. I'm like, how long, awesome. how long do you think wrestlers hold that stuff? And they hold it in the whole time? I don't know. Is it a capsule somebody hands them? Like, <laughs> I just feel like um, I did not hate the pitch black match surprisingly as much as everybody else did everybody else has been kind of dragging that I one. think people expected it to be something bigger and I kind of did too yeah but at the same time it could have been so much worse yeah I think it was a fine match I don't think it was a you know a barn burner I think it was a fine match I liked the the neon glow aspect yeah. to it that was much better than any like the red hue stuff that we did with yeah the fiend and then the after match stuff was fun and kind of furthered the story. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm I thought I had a really good time on. with it. Um, and the Jake Paul ricochet spot. Oh, gosh. Which I saw videos. Apparently, that's been done before. Apparently so. But, like, it's, but it was such like, a surprising and entertaining thing to watch. How many times do you think they rehearsed that? Because you have to. You I would assume you'd have to, yeah. but It has to be a spot where, like, you call him... And you call them both in the room is like, I need you both to sign a waiver <laughs> agreeing that if you do this move and you get severely hurt. Um, and he did hurt himself. Logan Paul did. Logan Paul did? Because he didn't tuck his chin like he was supposed to. Oh, and man. like some of the other people were ragging him afterwards, like joking about it. And his wife? 
girlfriend? Uh, probably his girlfriend. I don't Significant know. other? Said, oh, okay, so you just didn't do what you're supposed to do. Okay, well, you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we are, we are continuing to be surprised. I mean, that's sure. Logan Paul's like six I'm, foot four or whatever, yeah. but I'm at the point where like, let's just do it. Let's just bring him in on the roster. Let's, let's let do him, it. Let's make him here every week. I'm let's, fine with it. Let's make him champion of some sort. Let's do it. Let's make him intercontinental champion. <laughs> let's create a new championship for Pokemon champion. Let's the do Pokemon it. champion. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, he's just, I mean, because he's proven he'll do whatever. Yeah. He's proven he's down for the business. And he's showing up yeah. just as often as any of the other guys on that roster. Any, yeah, any I of mean, the, any, any of the, the other part time guys. Yeah. Um, so that's what I thought. Did you have any other, like, really good stuff? Good stuff that Let you Let me love? see here. Um, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I always say McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I always say McAfee because that's the virus software. At least that's yeah. how I always pronounce it. Pat McAfee's. Surprise entrance as the uh, third commentator, which genuinely was a surprise for everybody. Even everybody, Michael Cole (laughs) loved it so much that he was there. That was all genuine. Uh, I think that was really cool. I love the relationship between Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Mm -hmm. That it's like it's gotten so much because it started so rocky, right? And And now, now they're best friends. friends. Yeah, it's it's really cool. in the men's rumble, there are a couple other spots that I liked. I liked that Brock got eliminated in under three minutes. That was a surprising thing. Okay. I'm like, hey, that's yeah. never been done before. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly uh, different than two years ago, three years ago. The the Dominic spot that I liked was him trying to rip Rey Mysterio's mask and ah. he couldn't do it. And I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but if it was on purpose, it was brilliant because it is still proving that even though he's acting like the... The big bad Burkenio, yeah, uh, Dominic. He's still a weak little child. <laughs> yeah, he's just. <laughs> throw I mean, that down. mask is, is rich Corinthian leather, man. You can't just be ripping that with your bare hands. Uh, the Bel Air Bliss match was all right. Um, it felt the the the. Uncle Howdy kind of payoff thing at the end yeah. felt underwhelming because it was right after the Bray Wyatt match. Yeah. Where they showed up and did all kinds of cool things. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to play a little clip on a TV, make you feel bad. It also felt like it was trying, like the whole match was just building up to the Uncle Howdy spot. Yeah. And that, I don't like when pay per view or premium live event matches build up to something. Yeah. Especially when that something pays off very little uh, yeah. for any kind of excitement that you had. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, not great, but I love a good bliss match anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the, I mean the Reigns Owens thing, the Reigns Owens match was good. It wasn't one of the greatest matches Reigns has ever been in or Owens, but yeah. the aftermatch whole storyline despite the fact that we were tired and really wanted to go home yeah it was a really cool forwarding of the story i'm excited what they're gonna do with jay now it was cool here's the thing that i immediately i was like laying in bed that night thinking about it and i have not full disclosure watched all of monday night raw from this week okay um so it, it may have just all gotten taken care of but the the system is Guy comes into the Royal Rumble, guy wins the Royal Rumble, points at the sign, fireworks. Right. And then the next night, the current champion confronts the Royal Rumble winner. Yeah. That's the storyline. That's how you move. It's the it's the right. thing. Right. But now, so now with the way that match ended, now you have to figure out how to fit both of those things in one episode of Monday Night Raw, or you lose but one of them. Mm. Like if you if Cody Rhodes and and I understand like Cody Rhodes has plenty of time to confront right. Roman Reigns, I but it's like you have to have that first meeting to me. I don't think they did either of those things on Raw. Now that I'm recalling, Cody came out and talked himself. And I do remember that. Yeah, and made it clear you know what he was going to do. Yeah, but there was. No confrontation with Sami Zayn or Roman Reigns. Maybe they're just saving it for SmackDown. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. We're having to contend with wrapping up one storyline at Elimination Chamber. Of a big deal. And still building to the yeah. next big deal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I love that Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, but it felt like 
we kind of got cheated because we knew Cody Rhodes was going to win the Royal Rumble a month ago. Right. I mean, we just know that. But the, and that's kind of always been the like, the luster is like, that's really the one match. You're just never 100 percent certain who's going to win. My thought is, I think they still were banking really hard on the rock. And I think they were banking really sure. hard on the rock right up until like a few weeks before. Yeah. And then they had to pivot because I don't think had they know uh, had they known the rock wasn't going to be there. I don't think they would have built up Cody's story so much. Yeah. I think they would have let it be a surprise that he was coming back, that he was ready to go. I think they would have sent out rumors that he might not be ready. Blah, 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 and then he shows up and wins because as you know, when we were watching it, I kept expecting big surprises. I expected yeah. somebody to come in and be the dark horse of like, oh, I might be winning, not Cody. Yeah, yeah. And that never happened. Nobody of that caliber showed not up. Not once. And, and <clears throat> that's, that's, you just keep segueing to my points. Um, <laughs> I think there's too much top-tier talent at mid-card treatment. Yeah. So... When they come into the Rumble match, you're like, oh, this guy could be be a top-tier talent. But you know that they're just in there to fill space. Right. And you also have so much top-tier talent that, like, you had to leave top-tier talent off of your off of your Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, already. Like, you, you the Good Brothers didn't come in. AJ Styles didn't come in. Um, Shelton Benjamin didn't come in. Alexander, Cedric Alexander didn't come in. Like... There's a lot of talent. You didn't get any NXT guys, did you? Yeah, I don't think there were Dexter any guys. Dexter Loomis wasn't in. No Dexter um, Loomis at all either, yeah. The, was the Miz in? Miz was in for a very brief moment. Like, <laughs> had you brought John Cena in, even for a 30-second spot? Right. Like, you could have shaken up the whole rumble. Right. Cody Rhodes still could have won. Sure. But like you could have shook up the whole thing. But but the way they've they've set up their talent is like you have to put all these guys in the Royal Rumble to make them happy, to make us as the fans happy. But if you don't if you don't put in surprises like Hurricane, you know, <laughs> in his yearly spot, we know he's not gonna win. <laughs> but like you 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 know, you always watch that countdown and you're like, Okay, the next one's probably gonna be Seth Rollins. But what if that countdown goes to zero and you hear Fit Finley's music? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, also, the, another criticism I have with this is Cody Rhodes' win didn't feel all that earned because he was like in the last 27. Right. He was like the, one like of the, the last most, three. The most people <clears throat> won come out of like 27 right. or 28. Yeah. Like, I don't need him to be number one. You know, but bring him in, you know, in the tens, the teens, somewhere like that, and let him have like a several opportunities to almost get thrown out and make us think it's not going to yeah. happen. And it's just like he came in 23rd or 27th and it feels like they really, house. yeah, it feels like they really did a disservice to Gunther. Yeah. Because Gunther like, set the record this year. He did the whole thing. Right. He set the record. He beat Rey Mysterio's record of longest time in yeah. the Rumble. And like, just toss him out at like 25. Still, you know, still good. Still good. Um, uh, let's see. What else do I have? What other problems do I have? Um, I've already said the Women's Royal Rumble was better, uh, and it wasn't even close. Um, there were no surprises. Uh, let's just stop doing concerts. Okay, just, so I'm we're begging y'all. We're we getting into this. I'm, I'm, we are begging y'all. <laughs> First of all, y'all didn't even like it. The WWE didn't, didn't, yeah, even, didn't like even like it. it. It was already three hours and 19 minutes into this pay-per-view. We have had two full entire Royal Rumbles, several middle matches. We know there's one more huge match with huge storyline implications coming. And instead of just giving us that, we have to play three packages so we can disassemble the ring and set up a concert have a very crappy, terribly mixed concert where you can't understand a word oh, he's saying. So bad. Your and A yet for somehow, so bad. Yet somehow he was louder than the music. It's louder than the music, but you couldn't understand what he was saying. 
and then play three more packages so we can get the ring back ready for the final match. Yeah. It was it was another like 30 minutes yeah. of pointlessness for yeah. one song that was terribly done. And like I get it for WrestleMania cuz that's how it's always been. WrestleMania was initially yeah. positioned as like a mixing of, you know, entertainment the rock, you know, rock music and, you know, and wrestling, but but nobody likes that music. True. <laughs> nobody, nobody's like, oh man, you know what? I really wish I could hear right now, Hardy, <laughs> country metal. That's I like what I it. Need. I like it when they use the bands that like played the entrance music of a certain wrestler. Yeah, oh, and they love use that. them as the entrance. <laughs> we said. What? We were we were we were doing WrestleMania. Um, it was like twenty nine, I think. Um, twenty nine. That's ten years ago. Yeah, twenty nine. It's ten years ago. Um, it's twenty nine, twenty eight. Okay. Well, it, was, it was the year after Miss Cena. Okay. I think that was twenty eight, and uh, In Living Color came out to play CM Punk's music, and literally all of us went. Those guys are black. <laughs> Like we had not even the slightest clue that the that the progressive rock band that played CM yeah. Punk's music, named in living color. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see. No, yeah, we were totally dumb. We were we were very dumb uh, that night. So I just I just think like there were so many better things you could have done. Ex- expand it to a forty man rumble. Just do it. Expand it to a forty-man rumble. Oh. Don't do an extra forty minutes of 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 a concert to play one song. Hell, Sam Butterfly with a laugh like. Scarecrows. Middle fingers to the sky till I go to bed. <laughs> if you want to see our whole reaction video to that, uh, go over to Love Thy Nerds YouTube page. It might be the most most uh, viewed YouTube uh, clip of the year so far. Um, yeah, no, it's awful. I think just expand it to a forty man rumble. Have a few surprises. You know what? Rent some guys from New Japan. Get. I- I was I, really expecting to see Matt Cardona. You expecting to see his, Matt Cardona? And we got his wife. It's Chelsea. Why didn't um, we have them both? We could have had them both. I mean, honestly, like, and again, this is one of those, if you like money, this is what you're going to do. But, like, have Kenny Omega show up. <laughs> like, like, just sit down and be like, listen, you want to make money? I want to make money. This is how we make money. Chris Jericho comes into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> that would be such a big deal now. Oh, it'd be huge. It would be the hugest return right now. It would be huge. <laughs> it would be even bigger if you put him on your WrestleMania card. You'd make so much cash. Mm-hmm. Wow. You'd make so much money you couldn't give it away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would give this Royal Rumble a, a, a C plus at best. I'd be I'd, I'd, I'd give it a B minus I just was I just wasn't wasn't very happy and I don't want to see Kevin Owens lose again yeah like especially to Roman Reigns again again especially just, when he definitely should have won that first time I don't care oh, yeah. if it was a botch or not they should have just given it to him <laughs> they should have ended Roman Reigns career right Look, there. They, uh, occasionally you have to do that occasionally it's so screwed up that you just have to let it happen and then fix it the next night. Yeah. I don't care if you do some chicanery the next night and yeah. say that didn't count, blah, 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 give it fix back. Fix it. But you can't just sit there and say, just, oh, we've, we've handcuffed him to the low bar to where he can't get up. We're going to let this timer run out to 10, to zero, to another 10. Then we're going to have him squat. And it's already well past the time he would have lost this match, but let's just keep it rolling. Because here's the thing. <laughs> And, and I'll tell you something, and that just came to mind. I could fix that match with 10 seconds. In 10 seconds, I could fix that match. Because all that had to happen is when, when they realized that he wasn't going to be able to get out of those handcuffs, Paul Heyman should have picked up a chair and hit the referee in the back of the head. Right, anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he should have had the wherewithal. 
But what did they all do? They just stood around. Uh, 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 and made the, the and made the referee look like a keys? moron. <laughs> did yeah, like an absolute dud. <laughs> so no, it just it just like literally like all you had to do was just like you know low blow to the low blow to the boys. <laughs> Boom! And just the referee's done, down. Done we it. got plenty of time. Done it plenty of times before. Yeah, we yeah. we yeah. Don't say you're above it. <laughs> you know? Anyway, well that's uh, that's 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 my complaints for the day. Um, I'm sure I'll have some on the next show. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we are talking about jobbers. So keep it here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So The Last of Us is a big deal. It's making all the waves across TV, and it's a big hit for HBO Max. And But for people like me, uh, it's a new territory. I am a lifelong Nintendo player and a half of my lifelong Xbox player. I've never owned a PlayStation, so I've completely missed out on all the goodness that is The Last of Us. And so this is kind of new territory for me. And I was in my local GameStop and talking about how good the first episode was. And somebody in my GameStop was like, you shouldn't be watching this. You don't play the games. You don't have a PlayStation. You have no business watching this. I'm like, "Um, dude, it doesn't work that way. This show's on HBO for everyone. It doesn't just come with a PlayStation, you know, plus membership. But sometimes we can feel like that. We can feel like uh, if we aren't the right tribe, that, you know, we don't deserve certain things. And, you know, gamers and certain geeks can be gatekeeping in that capacity. But uh, it reminds me of the fact that with the early church... There was a fair amount of uh, gospel gatekeeping in its own right. Uh, in Acts chapter 10, we see the situation where Peter strongly, you know, opposes the idea of non-Jewish people, you know, the Gentiles, receiving the message. He's like, you know, he, it's his job to preach to the Israelites, not to the Gentiles. But God, through that chapter makes it very clear to him through visions and through the people that he sent Peter's way that Peter had the wrong understanding that God is not a uh, a platform exclusive when it comes to people. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 34, it says this, Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. So please understand, it isn't about where you've come from, your status, your bloodline, or what system you game on. The grace and goodness of God is for you, and you are more than welcome to receive him, enjoy him, and live the life that he's prepared for you, regardless of your gaming system. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we're already in the ring because our music played during the break. <laughs> because we're jobbers, too. <laughs> and in this corner, Jeff! <laughs> That's how you know he's going to lose. He's already in the ring. My favorite bit about... Because it's a K. Trevor Wilson bit. Right. Um, and my favorite part of that bit is when he's when he's talking about the guy like has to go back to work that the next Monday. It's like, hey, when uh when when the million dollar man subs all that cash in your mouth, do you get to keep that? <laughs> 
is that is that how you get paid? Yeah, but it's um, rice paper. But yeah, we're talking about the uh, the unsung heroes, the 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 guys who get down and get dirty and don't get name recognition. We're talking about jobbers. Now, if you are are not familiar with the term uh, a job is when a wrestler is booked to lose a match or uh, booked exclusively to lose matches Uh, they are known as jobbers a nicer term is enhancement talent Um, notable jobbers include the brooklyn brawler uh, Lanny Poffo before uh, his his brother Macho Man Randy Savage got involved, uh, Special Delivery Jones, and of course Dwayne Gill, but you might know him as Gilberg. Gilberg. Oh man, this Gilberg is- took yeah. jobbing to an art. Yeah, he did. He really <laughs> like because it's one of those you want to feel bad for him. Like you watch all that stuff and you're like, man, they. He knows they're making fun of him, right? <laughs> right. Like, he knows they're laughing at him. And the thing is, is he does know they're laughing at him. There's a reason why Gilberg or uh, James Ellsworth, you know, those kind of characters that we've had, there's a reason why they have become, like, these big deals, these, like, underdog heroes. And that's because the jobber is not really as big of a deal as he used to be. And I think it's mainly because of television. Like, when you try and Google, like, best jobbers of all time, every single name is someone from the 80s. Yeah, you don't know who they are. Yeah, because it's, you know, like, like Zan Panzer, Tommy Sharp, Steve Vega, Barry Howowitz, Jim Powers, Barry Hardy, Tommy Knight, Tony Vincent, Tony Zane, Jerry O, Bobby Salsa. (laughs) Yeah, and they all have the most 80s names you can can imagine. I really think it's because pre-television or pre-storyline, you know, where everything's a story, when it was just, like, exhibition matches, you know, for the most part, on TV or off, it was like theater. It was like you had your good guys, you had your bad guys. It's Harlem Globetrotters versus the... Generals? Generals, yeah, Washington yeah. Generals or whatever. Yeah. Washington Generals, always going to lose, except that one time. That's, <laughs> all, I mean, that's all I get. Do it once in a while. <laughs> and, like, I think they are. they were eternally booked as, you know... We're always going to be the losers in this match, but we're going to make you look great. It was like a, you know, it was like being cast as the villain or, you know, yeah. whatever else. Nowadays, because it's all on television and it's all, everything has to be a storyline, storyline driven. There's no matches for matches sake anymore. You can't just have people that exclusively lose all the time. And when you do, they're a big deal like Gilberg and anybody else. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> they're like lackeys of somebody big yeah. who prove that they can't do anything on their own unless the big guy's around. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, but like, you know, we used to have, and like, like a jobber is important because it helps put your big heroic talent over. Or makes your villain talent look even more look ruthless. even more villainous. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, and but you used to have people like that was their thing, and they got yeah. famous for. I mean, like you look at you look at Raven's Flock, right? I mean, like Steve Blackman won, won a whole bunch of matches, but like name a name a like name a Tom Perry Saturn headlined anything, <laughs> right? Like n- n- name mm-hmm. one match you remember with the Blue Meanie. Yeah, I don't remember any matches, but I sure remember the Blue Meanie. <laughs> you remember the Blue Meanie. You remember the Job Squad. The cutoff like, shirt. The oh, my world, gosh. Blue B- world yeah, BL. Blue, Blue World Order. Blue World Order. <laughs> um, and that was, you know, er, not Steve Blackman. Uh, Steve Kid- Richards. Kidman was in a Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. Yeah. You're right. Billy Kidman, not Steve Blackman. See, Blackman Steve- never even was in WCW, was he? I don't think so. Yeah. I just remember that the only thing I remember about him is he had the the shirt. It's like the many expressions of Steve Blackman, and it's all pictures of him going, yeah, <laughs> just straight stare, just just straight stare. stare. Um, so my favorite jobber, I, I think, is Seth or James Ellsworth. Really, I really think okay. so. Okay, because I think that he it, he was another one of those Gilbert characters. It's like, I know why I'm here. 
Mm-hmm. I know, I know I'm a funny looking dude. I know that I'm not like, you know, the big, strong, the big meaty man slapping meat, <laughs> big meaty man slapping meat. That's not, that's not my job. Right. My job <laughs> is to be funny and get beat up. Yep. First ever, uh, Women's Money in the Bank winner. <laughs> James Ellsworth. Was a man. Oh, gosh. Y'all remember that when anybody that's glad Vince McMahon is back, you remember. <laughs> that's what he did, y'all. That the first Women's Money in the Bank match winner was a man. <laughs> so when, when I first started watching wrestling, we had the actual team, the job squad. Yeah. Which was Stevie Richards, Blue Meanie, Al Snow, Bob Holly. And for a little while, Mankind. Then they took Mankind, built him into the hardcore champion. And that's yeah. kind of how all of those characters in the job squad got out of that job squad. Yeah. Is they built the hardcore title. And they're like, this is where we can put all the, the jobbers <laughs> that are getting popular with their the, gimmicks. The island of misfit toys. <laughs> but that's the thing is you name all the guys who are in the job squad and you're like, these are very talented, very people. talented, very entertaining. <laughs> Hardcore uh, Bob Holly, what you know, weird straight lace kind of guy. It looked like an old fashioned wrestler too, but like hardcore but yeah destroyed some people <laughs> but then but then like you had al snow who carried around a mannequin, mannequin head, head. you know like wrote help me backwards on his forehead like that's had one of the the most 90s attitude era catchphrases of all time that we can't even say on this show yeah. <laughs> like, it. and then he had a chihuahua that big boss man cooked up and yeah. made chili out of and fed it to him. What the heck was going on in the 90s? <laughs> man. But yeah, I mean, they it really became, and I think it was then, like it was that era where it became clear that even jobbers can be made into very popular characters. Yeah. There were so many Al Snow like action figures and things that sold out. Like he was one of the biggest failures in the WWE. He was yeah. never he was never going to be world heavyweight champion. You know, there's not in the cards for him, but he was hardcore champion a bunch and everybody loved it when it happened. <sighs> Here's the thing that I've kind of come to realize is that like we still have jobbers, we just don't know it. Cuz like American Alpha jobber tag team. That's just what they are. Dolph Ziggler. We love them. Is currently a jobber. They're current. They're jobbers. He's been a jobber for a long time now. Yeah. And he's and that's his gimmick right now. Is he's just the workhorse. He'll come yeah. in, make someone else look good, and then go away. <laughs> and I and I I came to realize that because they're doing the elimination chamber qualifying matches. Yeah. And when they come out, it's like, oh well, I know who's going to win this match, right. and it's not going to be Chad Gable. <laughs> Chad Gable is not getting in the Elimination Chamber match over uh, Seth Rollins, I think is who it was, <laughs> whoever. Like, we are not going to hear shoosh from the Elimination Chamber. But we We're want not to. see the Caterpillar at the Elimination Chamber. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine how much fun Otis Dozovic would be? <laughs> yeah, we need to just have a Jobbers Elimination Chamber. Oh, my gosh. got to be the so top tier, fun. guys. Um, but even, like, Ricochet. like Yeah. Ricochet's just doing a job. Um, he sure didn't ricochet off of that bounce with Logan Paul. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> it just fell stopped. like lead balloons. <laughs> fell straight down. Um, yeah, you remember when uh, when that like it's like two months where they were just uh, getting the pastiest uh, local talent they could find to to feed mm-hmm. to Ryback and yeah. he was just doing two on one matches. That's right. Yeah. He was doing two on one squash matches. That's I mean, I know we I know we make fun of that, but that's gotta be one of the coolest things for a oh, local yeah. guy. Like, hey, WWE WWE came to town and they let me get beat up by uh, <laughs> you know, by Braun Strowman. <laughs> and I got paid. <laughs> I made a hundred bucks. I got paid and Braun Strowman sweat on me. I'm never showering again. What, what was the what was the Mitch Hedberg joke about getting put on Letterman, but then he got bumped because Madonna's section went too long. He's like, but I I uh, I said so. Hey, I ate cantaloupe in the back sta- uh, in the back, uh, and then my segment got bumped. He goes, but I still got paid like nine hundred bucks. And I called my dad and was like, Hey, I got paid nine hundred bucks to eat cantaloupe. How much you ever get paid to eat cantaloupe, Dad? You gotta eat your cantaloupe for free. 
Hey, I got, I got, I didn't have to do anything, and I, I got beat up by Braun Strowman, got paid right. 150 bucks, ate crap, ate some, ate a sandwich, and <laughs> booked it, man. Uh, this is the best. Let's see, we got the Mean Street Posse. That was like one of the Minions ones, where yeah. when Shane, Shane, and the other Ministry people were around, they would be cracking heads. Yeah. And then as soon as it's like them versus anybody, they just get. What was uh, what was the one with um, uh, Molly Holly uh, censorship one? Oh, it was right to censor. Right RTC. to censor. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the most annoying and loud. But you know entrance. you're. But you know you're right. That hardcore division really was just nothing but jobbers. Yeah. Because you watch, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 14 when they had the the the. Um, the championship scramble. Yes. It was like whoever was, whoever pinned, whoever was champion at the end of 10 minutes. And that got like, botched. Yeah. That ending got botched. Oh, did it? I don't Yeah. So it was supposed to be at the tail end of the thing. And what was supposed to happen was hardcore Holly was supposed to smash that candy jar over crash Holly's head and then pin him and win. But he wasn't fast enough. And the timer ran out before he could pin him. And so Crash got to keep the title, and they had to fix it the next night on Raw. Yeah. But, like, that's how you got to do it. <laughs> if you screw it up, you screw what it up. Happened? Fix it the next night. But, yeah, you look at, you know, you look at, like, Bob and Crash Holly. And that you was, look at. It was such a great. Uh, you know, both like tag team Visser and was in that, and Al Snow was in that, and Funaki was in that. Midian and his just fanny pack and nothing else. <laughs> You look at people take the take that take that little slam from him. It's just it's you know, Midian's like a like a like a real chef, like a Michelin star chef. I did not right know now. that. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what he's doing these days. Uh, we the had things, uh, the things people do. Did you say Funaki? Yeah, Funaki. Yeah, he was a big one of the big ones. Um, Kai and Tai as a whole back in the nineties, but Funaki was the longest running. Uh, Maven, the tough enough winner. <laughs> Who just could not get over with people. Oh, and they wanted to. <laughs> he, didn't he eliminate Undertaker? He eliminated Undertaker in the Royal Rumble. Like, that's how bad they tried to get him over. And they just they just couldn't. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I mentioned Dolph Ziggler already, but like Goldust. Goldust was a jobber for a very long time. Goldust got he jobbed. He would have his seasons where they would be trying yeah. to push him into something weird and big. Of course. But then most of the time he was like a comedy gimmick in the back. And he was a jobber in the ring. And I think that was fine. Because yeah. when you if you're gonna be a jobber, if they can give you some funny stuff to do out of the ring, yeah. you're just as important to the show, in my my opinion. Yeah. Goldust and R Truth stuff. R Truth. Some of the best backstage segments of all time. Funniest garbage. I mean, <laughs> you amounted to little. Because imagine if like Roman Reigns had come out right. and they put the twenty four seven championship on him, Ugh. and Ugh. then he just said, he just said, "We gotta do this, Bobby," and he just lays down and it's like, "Go ahead, pin me." Like, and that's just that was the modern day. That. that was the modern day version of giving the jobber something to do. Yeah, just all right, it was like we don't have the hardcore championship anymore. Let's do this twenty four seven championship. Let's just try it again. Let's just try it. Yeah. All the jobbers chacing each other around. It was back. funny. Um, do you have a favorite moment of somebody doing a job? Because I do. Okay. So I actually mentioned it on the Royal Rumble, and it's weird that this is it, but it's when Brock Lesnar did the job to Goldberg in yeah. 30 seconds. I, when it comes to a match that I was expecting it to be great, it was a big disappointment. But when it comes to like a, wow, Brock Lesnar just jobbed out for a an ancient yeah. guy who didn't really know how to wrestle for most of his career. And like a guy who, <laughs> I mean, Brock Lesnar didn't job like Brock right. Lesnar yeah. doesn't job. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's, that's why, that's why him getting thrown out in less than three minutes in the rumble. Yeah. This past weekend was such a big deal. Cause that maybe doesn't happen. Maybe he's just growing, maybe he's just becoming <laughs> a better person. But like uh, thinking about that just as a match, that's the ultimate in jobbing. Yeah. Cause that was Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest of all time when it comes to the, like clout that he has oh, yeah. in WWE. And so for him to do that for Goldberg of all people. Yeah. That was a big Especially deal. after WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my absolute favorite job uh, will always come in the form of Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. <laughs> That's a great one. I didn't that even think about that one. That is the best job ever done. Um, <laughs> the most. The oversell. Like, oversold. <laughs> 
<laughs> every chop he's flopping his whole body. Oh, he's just air. and he's just like just they tried to throw him in a tree of woe and he literally flopped out of the ring. Like <laughs> it was so good. And like <laughs> he did he did that so well that everybody, all of us are like, yeah, he way oversold. And Hulk Hogan was like, no, nah, he just did a good job, brother. <laughs> That's just how that's just how you wrestle. That's, that's, that's exactly how I expected. Like he literally did interviews. He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about with this overselling. Like, <laughs> you just do he's, a job, man. He's a, he's a consummate professional. You just do a job, brother. <laughs> that's what you do. Um, <laughs> consummate professional. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, well, that's. Uh, I guess that's our show for the day. <laughs> I mean, we got to wrap up with a thought. Just a thought is, look, we, we need, wouldn't we wouldn't have wrestling without jobbers. Maybe we need a few more. Maybe we, maybe it's just time to bring back the understood jobber. Yeah. Maybe we got to do it. I'm willing to. Hundred bucks a show. I'm. I'm. Oh, you're willing to be it. I'm willing. I'm willing to be. I will be beaten up by anyone you want. You. Yeah. You fly me out for an episode of Raw. Just make sure I'm back by Sunday. That's 100, all. Hundred bucks a show and a sandwich. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we are so glad to be back. We hopefully uh, will not have nearly as many problems as we had last last season. Last season was rough. Last yeah. season was just rough health wise and business wise and just life wise was so was so. Uh, mixed up for us but yeah. uh hopefully uh, hopefully that doesn't happen this season um if you haven't go over to our socials any of our socials at two words ltn um that's instagram facebook twitter i still remember when you couldn't say that John. oh man now i'm saying it couldn't i'm not even thinking out. about it couldn't i'm not even, even thinking it about correctly. it now it's, you're just swinging out out of the park man <laughs> growth and development <laughs> It's a it's a great thing, um, but we are uh, we will see you guys uh, here in a couple of weeks. Uh, but until then, my name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Bye.